Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. And welcome everyone to episode 53. I think I've got that right. It is 53, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. I'm sorry, I don't it know. It is I've, Once now. it got beyond 50, I, I'm, I've lost it now. <laughs> so I'm just going to say random numbers now every episode. Yeah, yeah. Episode 74. <laughs> How are you today, Dad? I'm all right, thank you. Yes, very, very well, in fact. Good. Looking forward to the festivities. Yes, indeed. Getting closer. I think it's about time we did some Christmas shopping. You, you, you always leave it to the last minute, don't you? <laughs> but you're such a busy lad, Steve. And you, you've got Panto as well, so you've got lots of excuses. I've got lots of excuses. That's right. And uh, I might have to start tomorrow, which be Friday, which is better than Christmas Eve, which it, it was, I think, last year. That's right. So uh, a few days earlier. <laughs> yes, yes, good, good. Um, so... Let's start this episode with some feedback. The first feedback I have is from Alina. I hope I've said your name right, Alina. I'm sure it's right. We think I've said your name right. Um, Here's your feedback. Dear Colin, here is a feedback well overdue. I would just like to say a big thank you for creating such a brilliant resource uh, of information about using pastel pencils and for sharing such a wealth of information. Although I had some experience many years ago with drawing using pastel pencils in just one colour onto canvas for another artist before he would paint over my drawing, I'd never tried using them in colour or had no idea how to begin to do my own painting, let alone the self-confidence to try until I found your website last year. My passion for wildlife and... and, Yes, my passion for wildlife and animals and joy of painting has led me to learn more and more and eventually to follow other artists as well and develop my own style and technique. However, none of this would have started out with your kind voice, words, advice, wisdom and tuition. I recently entered one of my paintings into a competition and won. You can see it in the December to January edition of The Leisure Painter as their Christmas greeting card. I was so thrilled as well because the reward was £200 to donate to the charity of my choice. Being a nature lover and having saved a sick fawn shortly after I arrived in UK, I was able to send the money to Secret World Wildlife Rescue. I now work as a pet portrait artist and have just finished, yesterday just finished, my first commission for some clients in Ibiza, which is where I grew up. I have attached a very poor iPhone photo of it uh, and a few other things I still have to work on. The background, uh, I still have to work on the background of this one and the whiskers here and there and my signature, but I thought you would like to see and like to know that you were still a very large part in this process of my success. And I thank you and your son for your support. I wish you a very Merry Christmas and sorry if this is a bit long-winded. I have so much to tell you. Maybe one day we can sit together for a nice cup of tea. Yes. Well, um, I was very pleased, obviously, to hear it. We, We always are with feedback. It's wonderful to hear success stories, particularly in the situation. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put um, Alina's pictures, the three pictures on. One of her holding the dog, a picture that she's um, had in the competition, and also a couple of others. And also the one she she was talking about in that email uh, that she was going to finish the background. She's actually finished it now. So I can put the finished one on. uh, Ah, excellent. Yeah. So, uh, but it's lovely. It's really... um, pleasing to get that kind of uh, well it is a resource isn't it but she's not going that you that we 
you you do, but we provide and put out there. But she gets advice from other artists and things, which is great, isn't it? That's the, exactly the idea to develop Absolutely. your own style, isn't it? Yeah, I my my objects have always has always been just start people off, get put them on the on the right track, and they can then um, find their own feet. And she's certainly found it because she's you know doing. Uh, portraits as commission mm. and uh, in another email she sent me she said, you know this is not easy and it isn't when you're doing commission work it isn't easy well, because yeah, you're under pressure mm, we spoke and about it before on, that's the, right. on the show haven't we uh, but the more you do the better you become at it mm. and uh, she she will find um, I'm certain that she'll be very successful at that mm. so congratulations uh, very much very well done For very well done so the other feedback we had well, it was an image that was sent to you from Susan on Facebook yes. from her son. And I think you've put it now on Facebook That's right. for everyone to see. That's right. Her son, what's his name? Well, what it is, is Ashley. Ashley. His son Ashley is 18 years old and he's autistic. Mm. And uh, they are trying to encourage him because it's very hard when you've got a disability like that, you know, to have the confidence to do something like this. But, of course, music, painting is an ideal way of expression and he certainly did a marvellous job of that cat mm. uh, I think for uh, I don't know whether it was the first one he'd done it, 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 I wasn't sure whether it was actually the first one but certainly I was very pleased and I put it on Facebook and everybody's seen it now So, and he's got some nice comments mm. and he deserves it too so well done Ashley well done uh, Ashley. I'm looking forward to seeing the next one mm. yes indeed yes keep coming oh we like the feedback we like your feedback we'd like to hear mm how everyone's getting on. So let's jump on to some questions. The first one is from John. Colin, some advice, please, if that's okay. I sent a copy of Coombe, referring to Castle Coombe, the yep. watercolour, to a friend back home. He still wants me, he wants me to send the original so that he may organise to get some prints made for his sale in his shop. I have not got the faintest idea if this is okay to do, and considering that this is my first painting and not exactly a masterpiece, I am both flattered and bewildered and at a loss as to how to handle this request. And what are the legalities involved? What would be considered a fair price for such prints? I've never sold anything in my life, so the business end of art is totally foreign to me. So I thought I'd turn to you for some thoughts on the matter. I would appreciate any comment you would care to make. That's a brilliant question, John. We've never really gone into the, the business side of it. No. And uh, prints is a hard mm. subject. It is. Well, prints are okay today. You can get prints. You can do them at home now because the printers are so good that mm. you can actually do prints at home. So the cost involved, um, you used to have to go to a printer, have a run of prints done. And it had to be a certain amount, you know, 500 or whatever to make it worthwhile. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that anymore. So it, that's all possible now, which means the prices you could charge could be reasonable. And I would certainly be reasonable. If you're a professional artist and you're doing it for a living, then you obviously have to respect a certain amount. You've got to, uh, to make it worth your while and to um, make it worth the customer's while. And uh, they, they want to buy a, a picture for a given price. And if it's too cheap, then, you know, it, it, it reflects on the artist. Yeah. But in an amateur situation, that's different. You can get away with that. You can get away with um, supplying cheaps that are... Uh, cheaps? <laughs> Lots of cheaps. You can apply prints 
that are low priced. And I would suggest he does that. Now, as far as the uh, legalities are concerned, as far as copyrights concerned, A.R. Quinton isn't going to worry about it. He's no longer with us. So you can quite happily uh, copy your work. Because I've said this before, once you make a copy of somebody else's picture, the copyright actually of your picture is yours. Um, but generally speaking, it's a good idea to attribute the picture to, I always do, as you know, uh, if I do a picture by Quinton, I say somewhere this after is a Quinton. picture after Quinton or uh, this was a picture done from, you know... Monet. Or, or, yeah, or whatever. So I think you, you ought to do that in fairness because otherwise someone will pick you up on it. Someone will say, you know, that's a so-and-so. And, he, you know, and, and they If think, it doesn't say that anywhere, yes, mm, they might. Mm, they yeah, can, they can it, it black mark against you. So I would certainly do that. But, yes, absolutely. I would go ahead and give it a try. If someone's willing to try it, give it a try. I hesitate slightly when I say all that in as much as if you feel personally that it's not your best work... Mm. Would you be happy personally to let that go out? Because in years' time, years and years' time down the line, you'll be thinking, oh, it it could come and bite you in the bum. Has it ever happened to you? Uh, you Fortunately, no, because I I did used to do prints, um, uh, but I never did them until I was reached at a level that I was happy with. Yeah. Uh, some of my prints, uh, as you know, there are prints floating around all over the place mm. now of mine. And I quite honestly, I look at them all now um, with affection. I saw a couple in a charity shop the other day. Did I say No them? way. I did, I did. There was a couple of my prints that I would have sold 20 years ago. They were in a charity shop. And they wanted quite high prices for them. They were, they were asking sort of £10 a time, which in the charity <laughs> shop is quite a lot of money. Blimey. And they were only prints. Did you say in the charity shop, did you say, that's no, my artwork? No, I didn't do. But, but I looked at them, and they were done in, what, 1987. So quite a long time ago. But I turned professional in 1982. So it was five years afterwards, you know, that... Yeah, uh, so you, you were, were at a level about. that you were happy uh, yes. to. So, I mean, it's, it's always interesting, but I think every every person has their own feelings about this. Um, Alina, earlier, I mean, she's got these, this card done. It's a Christmas card from, from the leisure painter and the artist. And she, understandably and quite rightly, is very happy with the picture she's done. And I would be too. It's It's a lovely picture. So that's fine. It works. But if you've done a picture and you're not quite happy, which I sort of suspect John might be a little bit hesitant, mm. you know, there, maybe you should perhaps wait a while before you branch out in that, you know, direction. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, only a it's personal got to follow your only, Yeah, you've got to mm. follow your, your gut, haven't you, mm. and your own instinct. Mm. And but as far as can it be done, yes, it can. Uh, the prices, keep it low. Don't go too high. And, uh, you know, see how it goes. The, the other thing is, uh, Steve, is other people look at pictures in a different way. They, John's friend would have looked at this and said, oh, this is very nice, you know, I put it out as prints. Maybe they're not as, as critical as they perhaps should have been 
and then they'll put it out as prints, and somebody else who receives a picture goes, they could well turn around and say, hmm, well, that's wanting a bit. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying these are the kind of comments you could get back. Yeah. You know, biting in the bum job. And do you want to do that? But I've, I've you know, suggested to John that, you know, give it a go if he feels happy with it. You've got to go by what you feel is right. Mm. Okay. okay. I think I've uh, covered it pretty well, haven't I? <laughs> I think so. Good. So let's move on to another question from Jonathan. Hello, Colin. Hope you are well and looking forward to the well-earned Christmas break with uh, your family. Your, achieve- your achievements in taking Colin Bradley Art forward on both websites has been outstanding. I have enjoyed every minute. I would, if I may, like to ask you a question from your experience in pastel pencil work. I'm planning on creating a pastel pencil painting to go above our fireplace. It will be at least an A2 slash A1 size and probably a landscape. In thinking about this project, I was reminded about your Polpero painting in pastel pencils, which I believe is a large image too. What would what I would like to know about this is, one, in doing a pastel pencil painting this size, do you have any tips from your experience? I assume that I would need to work the picture in the same way as a smaller landscape picture. What are the pitfalls, if any, that I need to consider? Let's answer that question first. Uh, well, there's quite a lot. And a lot of pitfalls. Yeah, there are quite a lot of pitfalls. The problem with a big picture is that with pastel pencils, you've got a small, pen- small pencil and you've got a big picture, a big canvas area to work from. So you work from right, if you're right-handed, you work from right to, uh, left to right and down. Now, if you've got a large area to cover, let's say you've got a, quite a large sky, and very often if landscapes are at least a quarter or even a third sky. Now, you imagine trying to do with a little pencil, and a 143 and a 101 on sand on grey paper, trying to fill that in takes a long time to do so that's the first pitfall on an a3 on an a4 or even an a3 it it takes some time to do an a3 picture but and the sort of size john's talking about that's a big picture could you use um polychromos you can to save a bit of of course you can and i hesitate when i say that because i wouldn't do it myself no I would use pastel pencils if it's a pastel pencil picture. Polychromos is fine, but it's a bit brighter than pastel pencil. And what you don't want to do is to put everything underneath that, which you're going to do, your trees and your sheep and your cows and whatever you're going to do in in the picture, uh, are not going to be as bright, are they? So you're going to lose someone. You're going to have a sky that stands out too much. It's the same with soft pastel would be have the same effect. So I wouldn't do that. No, I'd stick to pastel pencils. But there are pitfalls there using a big picture. I remember when I did Pulpero Harbour, just to give you some idea, and John some idea, I used, you know when I use a finger, don't you? When mm. I, I use three fingers, sometimes to blend. four fingers to blend. Like me. No, so it gives you an it's idea. It's a big area. There's a lot it, of pastel as well going on the paper, isn't it? That's right. That's right. So there are there, those. Those are the pitfalls, uh, or some of them, and and there's more coming. Okay, <laughs> did you do your Popero picture on the ingress on grey sand coloured paper? I didn't. Uh, yes, I did, but I didn't. That's a yes and no job. That is, I used to use mount board. Now, what the, I've explained this before that they Dala Rowney 
and Fabriano, who make the Ongre, got together and they happened to make a mount board with Ongre paper on it, which was great for me when I started. So it was actually on the mount board, which was quite a, a thickish a surface. Mm. So that's what I used. But yes, I did use it, use it on Ongre paper, but the Ongre paper was stuck on mount board. Mount board, right. So, or a part of the mount board. So and you can't get that anymore. You can't get it anymore. That's can you get mount board anyway, not with uh, yes, Ongre paper on it? You can. You can get mount board, but it, it wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't suggest people buy it. Okay. So the last one, when it was framed and owing to the amount of image slash paper with a larger painting, was it double or triple mounted to avoid glass and paper contact? This is the biggest, biggest pitfall we have. Let me tell you why. If John did it now, we've got the size paper. We were talking about that the other day. I've got quite large paper, so there wouldn't be a problem getting hold of the paper. But can you imagine how floppy that would be? Mm. Now, the first thing you'd have to do is have to put it onto a large board you'd have to stick it onto a large board you have to mount in terms it. of um no yes you could do that but i'm, I'm talking about um, you know fixing it down with masking tape on the edges that's what i'm thinking you'd have to work like that and so that's the first thing and the paper wouldn't shift it would be very good i think it would stay put as long as the board underneath didn't wasn't flexible it couldn't be flexible. It'd have to be rigid. Mm. But you can imagine a, a, a hardball bending in the middle and yeah. the paper creasing up. Oh, I don't like to think about it too much. Um, so that's that's one problem they would have. Uh, talking of what you were going to say, I think, was you could actually stick it on to mount board yeah. or another surface. That actually could be done. John should look into that. Um, you can dry mount um, anything. But I, if John can't do it, is going to find it a bit costly to have it done. Okay. But it could be done, yes. So the answer to that is yes, it could be done. Okay. Now, if it wasn't done, let's say, no, we don't want to do that. We're doing it on paper. Fixed it with basking tape. Yes. Now, that paper is going to flop about. And if, because it's a large picture, it's going to, the risk is of touching the glass as it's moved is quite high. And if the pastel touches the glass, it's going to leave us a smudge on the glass. So the ideal way is to put it away from the glass. Now, even the treble mount at that size wouldn't work. You'd still have that, the paper would still flop. Really? Touch. Yep, yep. So you see where I'm, where I'm coming from on this. Now, what I did with my Pulpero picture, and I actually did two very large pictures. Pulpero was just one of them. What I did, I did it on Mount Ball, first of all. So, although even that would have had a certain amount of give on it, and that could have touched. Yeah. So, I, I uh, double mounted, and then I also put a, a little slip. You can get a, like a mounting slip inside, which is uh, about the thickness of what? another two or even three mount balls stuck together. It's a little wooden slip goes inside and it pushes the uh, mount away from the glass. So you've got quite a gap. You've so it pushes about, the mount away from the glass yes, you've as got well. got to about a three centimetre gap between them. In so the you've end. got the glass and you've got that little slip and then you've got the double mount. Mm -hmm. So you've mm -hmm. got quite a lot of space separating them. Yes, yes, it's quite a lot. How much would you say? Two, three centimetres? No, it wouldn't be as much as that. It would be just a, perhaps about three quarters of a centimetre. But that's, that's still quite a lot. Yeah. Now, it's quite a lot on with the mount board that I was using. Now, we've got paper here. Yeah. Unless you mount it on mount board. That's, 
That's You're going to maybe need some more. Oh, tricky. That's what I'm saying. There but are, you've got to consider all these things. I would certainly, and this is why I never, ever, 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 never suggest anything beyond A3. Because it gets, you, you, you get obviously past the realms of it's a lot of mm. area to cover on the paper, but also all these other little... Even an A3, hiccups. if you did an A3 on pastel paper, I would suggest you treble mounted it. Even A3. Really? Mm. To make sure that it wouldn't uh, touch it. I mean, John May is genius. He, 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 um, I'm sure he would try to work something out for himself on that. It's uh, a good question. But I, uh, it's a brilliant question, and but you can see why uh, I wanted it answered because it is a problem. And people have said to me in the past, you know, oh, and you know, we've had questions here. Do you do large sizes? I'd like to do bigger pictures. I would generally say, if you're going to do a big picture like that, you use soft pastel. Mind you, you've still got the same problem. Mm. The only thing with soft pastel is you could get away with fixing better. You can't fix pastel pencils very well. Well, I don't like fixing them at all because it, they are translucent. But with a soft pastel, you've got a little bit more pigmentation, so you could probably get away with it more. They're a bit brighter. Yes, yes. So it doesn't dull it too much. Not so much as it would do with a pastel pencil. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Well, there's just one question then we've got left is um, about a split horizon that mm. Wendy has asked about. Explain yeah, this question. Yes. Well, this was on uh, the Facebook when to put it on. And I said to her, when, as soon as I saw it, I thought, whoops, um, we're, breaking, we're breaking a rule. Now, the rule is the two-third rule. It's called the two-third rule. And generally speaking, you would either have two-thirds of your picture as sky or two-thirds of your picture as landscape. You can choose. Or, in this particular case, the horizon line split the sky and water. Are you with me? Okay. So we had the horizon there, and the horizon there was right in the middle. Now, you can... Uh, I've done pictures where the horizon line is more or less in the middle, but you've got to have a lot beneath it, and you've got to have a lot above it, and you can get away with things like that. But when you've got just water underneath and sky above, you can't... No way can you split the horizon and get away with it. You need to have more going on in the picture. Mm. You have, or you can get away with it by reducing the water or reducing the sky. Now, in a situation with, the, with, the, with the, her picture, which was water with a boat and sky, you want to reduce the water. It was the obvious thing to do because the sky was the main thing. Mm. So it, that's something that you should always uh, look at. I mean, actually, we're talking about the two-third rule. There is also a two-third rule on um, the other way as well, vertical. I've never spoken about this, I don't think, vertical, ever. what do you mean? There's a vertical two-third rule. You can actually, in your head or in your mind or even on paper, you can just do this. You split the picture vertically in three and you put things in the three sections. Very often, I mean, this is not a hard and fast rule, mind you, I'm telling you. I hope you can understand what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> but it makes it more more uh, interesting if you have three different things going on about it's a balance of three things going yes. on so not a loads picture. going on on the right yes. and nothing on the left i tell you what folks i'm going to break another rule and and i'm going to what was the lady just was it justine somebody said last week that they me, hate you showing they pictures. hate me showing pictures but i'm going to show Stephen you're going to do one. another one right i'm going to show Stephen one but he hasn't seen yet oh my god now yes look at that now, what I've done, two-thirds, one, 
Yes, two, two thirds, two thir- one third sky, two thirds. That's right. I've landscape. got one third water, one third wreck, and one third sky. The horizon line would be considered about there, okay, in this particular case. Around the middle. Yes. Now, what about, what about the, 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 the... Vertical one. Vertical. You've got on the left, you've one, got the gate. Two, Is that like a gate? Three. And then you've got the middle, yes. So, so on the right, the the first third you've got on the right is what's mm-hmm. that? Like? Well, this it's is the interesting. This is it's, it's an interesting area. What is it? What is it? It's Scotney Castle. Yes, but there's <laughs> a tower. It's, it's like yeah. I was going to say, how would we describe that? It's like a tower. It's a tower with on a the game. right. Yes, but you've got what I'm saying. This is an absolute wonderful, wonderful example, folks, of what I'm trying to tell tell you here. Mm. We have the two third rule, and the balance of that picture is perfect. Isn't it? Symmetrically yes. looking at the two-third rule. But you wouldn't understand it. You wouldn't look at that and say, I see what Colin has done. You don't look at it technically. He's worked it out as a two-third rule, <laughs> both there and that. You wouldn't think that. What happens is your eye, it, it pleases you. And it pleases you because I'm, I'm following those you rules. You don't have to understand the two-third rule. But you just, people, when people look at art, Mm. Generally, it's been taken into account because it looks it looks that's right. right. That's exactly right. That's exactly what happens. If I'd have made the water longer than that, further than that, it would have thrown the whole thing out. Exactly. And the sky, same. Yes, exactly. it just works. It just works. Okay, that's got Newcastle you're going to have to put up. I will do. We're talking about that, folks. Uh, you'll see it because by the time you've, uh, you're, you're listening to this, um, it'll be on Facebook. So yes. you'll be able to see it. But what it is, it's a, li- it's a brand new watercolour I've just finished, and I'm absolutely thrilled with it. Well, you said to me it's the best work you've ever done. It, oh, did I say that? Well, I shouldn't say that on air. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> but actually, it is. You know, I was talking to someone today, funny enough. We were discussing, um, you know, he's a writer. And I was saying to him that, you know, I never really thought I would ever say these words to you, but I've actually done a picture that I think I can't surpass. Now, when I've ever said this in the past, I've said, if I ever got to a stage when I can't do better, there's nothing for me to, no challenges left, I'll give up. So So you're announcing your retirement. I'm announcing my retirement, Steve. (laughs) Sorry today. (laughs) No more videos, that's it, we're done. (laughs) No, seriously, but, uh, and we we, we had quite a laugh about it, but actually I have got to, a, and I hope people, when they see this picture, will say, gosh, I do like it because it's a watercolour. You've got to remind yourself when you watch this picture, look at this picture, it's a watercolour. All I've done here is I've also added just a little bit right at the end of a little bit of pastel pencil, but it's really 99.999% watercolour. Mm-hmm. Just a touch of pastel in the end just to show people, you know, what can be done. And that's going to be on the watercolour site when you can get it on, mate. Well, it probably be when I'm back in yes. London, because uh, I won't be able to edit the, I won't be able to edit, no. be able to edit it over this. Christmas well, this will period. be the New Year. Won't so it? the New, the year, new year, yes, so January that will be. Look forward to that though, because that's a, a long old <sighs> process. Limey, but it's fantastic. Yes, good. So we won't be disappointing anyone because that will be on the site and people will be able to look at that. Yeah. Whilst we spoke about the two third rule, it just happened that that, that was a it's really a good, good example. example for me to give you. Of, I've uh, never of heard the of the vertical two third rule with the the. Vertical two-third rule mm-hmm. is how does foreground and background play into that? Do you have to have one in foreground, middle ground, and background, or do you have to have more thing? Like, could it be two things in the background mm. and one thing in the foreground? Because with this on the left, the two, the left third, it's in the foreground, and on the middle third, I suppose, and the 
the middle and the, the one on mm. the right third are more background, aren't they? It doesn't matter. No, that, that's not. It important. doesn't. It's not. Doesn't play anything. No, no. So you could have all three bits in the background. You could do absolutely. It, it, you know what we do with all of these things. They're 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 only guidelines. I wouldn't say they're rules. I say no. the two third rule, but really I should be saying two third guideline. Yeah. Because you can break that, and I have broken it on occasions, because I know it, it's going to work okay. Yeah. But that's generally, and we are really only talking about landscapes, although you can also apply it to animals and and as well. Um, you you can not so much because um, you have you you can't put an animal in the centre or you can't put him on the right. I mean, if you yeah. start doing that, you're you're going to be too um, contrived. You can't do that. Uh, but you could still have it in your head when you're composing a picture. You can have it in your head that you've got to try to work out the the pleasing aspect of a picture because that's all you're doing you you want to someone to look at your picture and go gosh i really like that 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 does something for me mm. and people can say that to you then you've done your job good good very good explanation i think i've learned a lot from that oh good <laughs> <laughs> good okay good so if you've got a question for colin for dad you can send it to colin at bradleygallery.co.uk and uh, we'll mention it on the show. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Colin1940. And by all means, send us a message on there or share your artwork, as many are doing, which is fantastic. Also check out our YouTube channel for some free videos if you're not a member of our site. The YouTube site is youtube.com slash Colin1940. Or the website with all the videos is colinbradleyart.co.uk. And we've got lots of happy customers that received their limited edition. Number I, I'm very, very sorry. The last uh, went out about the a dozen now that have gone that have gone out without pencils, and I was so feel so sorry for them. Oh. But that was it. We 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 were very fair. We actually took it off as soon as I, as soon as you, as soon as you said one left, gone. Yep, that's it. So we took them off. It's gone. So uh, yes, congratulations to all them that got their pencils. I think. That's probably it for... Yeah, well, that's a good one. It's been a good one this week. It's a good Christmas issue. It was a, it's good, a good Christmas, Christmas issue. So next week, next Friday, it will be Christmas is gone. Yes, it's gone. Yes, it's gone. All over. It's gone. <laughs> it's all over. Well, then it leaves us to say, everyone out there, we wish you all a Merry Christmas. Absolutely. And a fantastic <laughs> New Year. Well, we can say that next week. Oh, shall we? Oh, well. <laughs> all right then. We'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll enjoy, <laughs> not, enjoy your Christmas. Then. We're not shutting down for Christmas, do we? We don't. I did suggest it to Steve, and I've got to say, I said, you know, we ought to perhaps give it a rest for next week. No, no, no. no Let's no, do another one. We owe it to our, our listeners. Okay, then. It's Fair weekly, enough. weekly show. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be happy with it. Well, we'll be full of mince pie and Christmas pudding and turkey. Yeah, a few stone heavier come next week. Yes. Might be a bit more lethargic on, on there. <laughs> a bit tired. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. Now, you know what I'm going to have? What are you going to have? A nice. You would think I was going to say tea. I thought you were going to no, say. I thought you were going to say. A glass of sherry. I thought you were going to say mince pie. <laughs> I've been have that as well. 